If budgeting, finances, or really anything related to money is a stressor for you, I hope this episode brings you peace because we're going to talk about small steps you can take to take charge of your finances no matter where you're starting. What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. I'm so thrilled you're here with me this week. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I thrive in a calm and clutter-free environment. With three young kids and living in a small home, this isn't always possible. However, I've found ways to minimize my daily stress and find some calm throughout the day, and that's what I hope to share with you each week on this podcast. So if you haven't tuned in, we're kind of in the middle of a series that I'm calling Small Steps to Lasting Change. So this is the fourth episode in that series, and today we're going to talk about small steps you can make when it comes to your finances so you can make lasting change in your home with your budget and all those things and just simplify some things for yourself. So if you missed the first three episodes in this series, make sure to listen to those after this one. I will link them in the show notes so they're super easy to you, for you to find. You can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 77 and you'll find the show notes there or just look where you're listening to this podcast and the link should be in there as well. So let's get right to it. We are coming into, we're kind of in the thick of the holiday season. If you are listening to this in real time, just a week or so away from Christmas and um, whatever holidays you celebrate, we're kind of deep in the thick of it. And a lot of times that brings extra stress, especially extra financial stress. So hopefully this hits you um, right when you need it most. Now, if you don't already have my 50 easy ways to save download, make sure to grab that checklist for yourself because it will help you as you go into the new year. Just find some easy ways to save a little extra money every month. All right. So you can find that again in the show notes as well, the link to that freebie, or you can just go to athomewithkids.com forward slash easy ways to save and you will get that download there. All right. I also wanted to remind those of you, if you are not using Ebates to do some of your holiday shopping, I know Ebates isn't talked about as much anymore as it was several years ago, but you can get so much cash back from just making your regular purchases. Um, at your favorite online stores. You can also use them in person at stores as well. I usually just use mine online, but you get 
a lot of cash back just by using it and you're buying the things anyways. It also often shows you the sales that are happening at different stores. So you can kind of pick and choose where you're going to purchase through those. So if you are not using Ebates and you haven't signed up, I urge you to just try it this holiday season and see if you can make a little bit of money back from your holiday shopping. So go to athomewithkids.com forward slash Ebates. I also have an article I did about them several years ago. It's been several years, um, but I will link to that so you can kind of get some more details to see if it's something that you want to do. It's totally free. I was so skeptical about Ebates in the beginning. And so um, I totally understand if you're like, mm, I don't think that will work for me. Just read this article and see if it'll work for you and give it a shot. All right. So go to athomewithkids.com forward slash Ebates or click on the link in the show notes if you want to kind of learn more about what Ebates is and see if you actually want to join in. All right. All right. So I want you to know a few things about me and kind of my relationship with money before we get started with the small steps I'm going to go over today because I used to be a spender, like a major, major spender. Um, as a teenager, I worked at Walmart and literally every time I was at work, I'd make a mental list of all the things I wanted to purchase. So I worked in the beauty department, me and a friend worked together and we would just like, as we were putting things away that were dropped in our area, we'd go into the other areas in the store and we'd literally make lists of things that we thought when we get our paycheck, we're going to purchase these things. So as soon as I got my paycheck, I'd cash it at the service counter because Walmart makes it super easy for their employees to do that so that you'll probably spend your money in their store, right? So I'd cash it at the service counter and I'd buy the things that I wanted. I always did work and I always paid my bills. Um, and my mom was really good about making sure that I had things of my own that I needed to pay for, like my car and gas and insurance and all of those things. So I did do that, but I really thought I could just buy whatever I wanted and I didn't really concern myself with saving. So even though I did think about the bills I had to pay, I didn't think that the rest of the money left over should go towards saving. So I really just kind of bought the things I wanted. Luckily, something switched as I entered adulthood, and I think it was because I went into marriage with kind of a large chunk of student debt and a car loan. So I'm probably not alone in this. I know a lot of people have student debt to pay off um, and cars and all of those things. So I did. I had student debt and I had a car loan, but my husband, on the other hand, didn't have anything. He didn't have a car loan. He didn't have student debt. And I think this really motivated me to pay everything off quickly. So when we first got married, we rented a tiny house, we shared a car, and we lived on just one income, even though we both worked. So during this time, I think I realized just how little we could live on and still be completely fulfilled and comfortable. I found that knowing exactly how much money we were bringing in and where we were spending it was pretty empowering and it helped us to set goals and then we would continually try to beat our savings. So we kind of made it a little competition with ourselves or at least I did. I don't know if my husband did or not. Um, but throughout the years, we've had moments where we got more relaxed, you know, like right now, I kind of feel like I'm in this season um, where I've been more lax on my budget, which is part of the reason I'm doing this episode, because I know I need to reevaluate our habits and focus on our financial goals a bit. And I'm hoping what I've learned over the past decade or so of us 
working to become debt-free will empower you to meet your financial goals as well. So we're kind of doing this together. Um, and I'm going to go through some things that have helped in the past for me that I'm going to also revisit as I move forward, um, as we're looking at our financial goals for the new year and through Christmas and so on. So you might not be able to change the amount of money that you're currently bringing in, at least not immediately. So your job, you know, your income that comes in, you probably can't change that right now, but you can take control of what you spend and be in charge of your money rather than letting your money be in charge of you. So let's go right into a few of these small steps that you can put into place right away. And remember, as we go through this series, most of these steps aren't in order. So with this one today, this episode, these steps are not in order. You can pick and choose what you want to start with, kind of where it works best for you. Um, but do make sure that you take action. Whatever you do, choose at least one of these things to start with and see what happens over the next month or so, and then add on the other steps as you move forward. All right. So the first one is to know your numbers. Like where do you spend your money? It's so easy for us to just assume we know where our money's going to. But if you really had to take a look at it, do you know exactly how much you spend on groceries and how much you spend on your bills every month and how much you spend on extra things like going out to eat or buying your kids clothes or different things like that that come up. I really want you to know your numbers. So the best way I have found to do this is to literally print out um, my banking statements, my credit card statements, whatever you use. Maybe you use your debit card or your credit card mostly. Just print it all out and then literally go through each line item. I like to use highlighters because <laughs> I'm kind of dorky and really like you know, the different colors and stuff, but you can just highlight or make a note of what you spent. So maybe green is groceries and go through and check off every time you spent money on groceries and gas and, you know, use a different color for each thing. Make sure you're really honest with yourself too. Make sure that you know if you bought an extra shirt while you were at Sam's Club and you weren't just buying food or you picked up some toys at Target and you weren't just buying, you know, your groceries or whatever it is. So just be honest with yourself and really try to narrow down how much money you're spending each month. I do recommend doing this on the past three to six months because every month is so different and we spend different amounts and then you'll get kind of more of an average for you moving forward when you can set a budget. So that is the first thing. Just know where you're spending your money. If you have that in the back of your mind, when you go shopping, you're going to remember, oh man, last month I spent way more than I wanted to on going out to eat. And this month I'm going to try to go grocery shopping more and spend a little less on our food and make it kind of a fun thing. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't shame yourself for where you've spent your money. Just get to know where it is so that you can change it going forward if you need to. All right, now the second small step, and you might think there's no way I'll have time for this, but trust me, it only takes a few minutes, is check in with yourself every day. Don't check your bank account once a week, once a month, um, or some of us not even at all. I know I have several friends who, you know, I'll ask them about this and they'll be like, oh, I never check my bank account. I just kind of know what's in there. And so if you're living like that, or if you're even checking it once a week, which kudos to you because most people aren't, try to switch it up and just check in with yourself every day. Do this for about a month. And what I mean by that is really 
go down the list of what money you spent that day. Now, if you run your own business or even just, you know, the income coming in, you can do it both ways. You can say, okay, this is the amount of money I made today. And this is the amount of money I spent today. Most of us don't get a paycheck every single day or have money coming in every day. So for most of us, it's going to be what we spent that day, but you can do it both ways. So just really understanding like where your money's going to on a daily basis is going to help you so much as you move forward and try to change some of those habits. So check in with yourself every day. You don't even have to necessarily check your bank accounts online. You can just sit down for five or 10 minutes and make a little list. Okay. I bought myself, you know, a coffee this morning and we were at Walmart and my kids saw this toy. So I picked it up because it was on clearance and I bought, you know, groceries and this is how much I spent. Just kind of eyeball it, but do check in each day. And by the end of the week or by the end of the month, you're going to really have a good idea of where your money's going and what your tendencies and habits and just kind of when you spend more money, when you're tempted to, what stores you spend more money on and all of those things. So it's just a great way to kind of simplify. I know it sounds like it's more work, but trust me over the long run, it's going to simplify the way you spend money. The third step that you can take is to set some goals. What do you want to do with your finances? Do you want to save money for a new house or a car? Are you saving money because you really want to take your family on a vacation? Are you saving money because you just want to get out of debt? You don't want to have so much going out every month. You want to get out of debt and you want to pay down some bills. What are your goals with your money? Because knowing what your goals are and setting those ahead of time will really, really help you stay focused on not spending so much and changing some of your spending habits. Step number four is to make it a competition with yourself. Make it fun. Don't feel like you are sacrificing. So a lot of times when I talk about finances with people, you know, they don't want to save because they don't want to sacrifice. They, they don't want to take their kids out of activities and they don't want to not be able to go buy a new shirt when they, when they want a new shirt or, you know, have an older car. They'd rather have their newer car. All of these things feel like a huge sacrifice. But if we really get down to what our goals are financially, what kind of money we have coming in and what we're really spending, and we think, okay, last month I spent $500 at the grocery store. I wonder if this month I can pare it down to $450. I'm going to try it. And, and you go through and you really try to get down $50. If you make it a competition with yourself, it becomes really fun. The other thing is you don't have to do it all at once. Notice I only said $50 cheaper for the groceries. So let's say you spend $300 a month going out to eat and you realize I do not want $300 of mine going to restaurants rather than, you know, something else that we could have. But you also know that you enjoy going out to eat or maybe it's a little bit less stress throughout your week if you don't have to cook so much. So instead of saying, well, we're just not going to go out to eat anymore, Pair it down to maybe $250 or $200. Or if you go out, if you've noticed you're going out about six to eight times a month, then maybe pair it down to five times a month. So you can do these little tweaks. It doesn't have to all happen at once and it makes it easier and it makes it a little bit more fun. Do it with your family too. Like make a little chart if you want to and say, okay, how few times can we go out to eat this month? What what recipes could we make together at home that'll make this just as fun? Or should we do a movie night and, you know, 
I'll cook some soup and some popcorn. And so make it fun with your whole family. Let them be a part of it and just kind of enjoy the process and see how little you can truly live on because it's going to change your whole life. Remember, these are small steps to lasting change. These aren't just things I want you to, you know, not just ideas to get you through the holiday season. These are ideas to help you with your finances for the long haul. So make it a competition and have fun with it. All right. And my step number five, I actually talked about in one of my other episodes from this series, the first episode about mindset. And this is to only go shopping with a list. Go shopping at the grocery store with a list. Go shopping for clothes with a list. Anytime you are going out to go shopping, have a list with you because otherwise you are going to bring home a lot of things that you wouldn't otherwise. And stick to it. Be really hard on yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to get anything extra. These are the only things I needed when I left my house. And so these are the only things I'm going to need to get. I'm not going to just look for things that would be nice to have, or maybe someday would be fun, you know, or maybe down the road. I know I'm going to want that and it's on sale now. So I'll go ahead and get it. Remember sales keep happening. It's not like this is the only time you'll find that deal. Sales keep happening. So I want you to only shop with a list and I want you to stick to it. Make a commitment to it because stores are good. Marketers are good. And you're going to go to the store and see things that you feel like you have to have right then. But if it's not on your list, you didn't need it when you left the house. So chances are you don't need it right now. All right. So that's a big one is to just shop with a list. And as you go through your kids' clothes or you're going through your clothes, if you notice like maybe your child needs a new pair of pants or you need a new pair of leggings or something because yours has a hole in it, just jot that down on a list. And that way, next time you're out, you can run into that clothing store and get yourself something or get your kids something, but make sure that it's something that you actually need. And you're not just unintentionally buying things and bringing them home kind of mindlessly. All right. If you struggle with that part, um, with the shopping piece, do go back and listen to the mindset episode. Um, I will link to that in the show notes as well. I think it's episode 74. Yeah. So episode 74 is all about mindset. So you may want to take a peek at that one too. All right. Money is a really hard topic to talk about because we're all different. We're in different positions financially. And many of us have like money baggage or negative emotions associated with money. And I don't want this episode to make you feel bad or shame you in any way. And I especially don't want it to freeze you up so that you don't do anything to change your current position. I want you to remember that most people are living paycheck to paycheck. In the United States, I think it's like 80% of people, no matter how much money they make, 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And most of the people who look like they have their finances in order are drowning in debt. So if you want to live differently, no matter where you're starting from, you have to make changes and live within your means. So choose one small step that you can do and take action. Let's recap those steps really quickly so you can decide where you need to start um, because I've kind of gone on a couple tangents here, okay? So small step number one was to know your numbers. Understand where you spend your money. Small step number two is to check in with yourself every day. Check in and really make a note of what you spent that day so you can make small changes the following day or moving forward. Step number three is to set financial goals. Have a goal for your money so you know what you're working towards. 
Step number four is to make it a competition with yourself. Have fun with it. Have fun with your family with it and really see how much you can do. And step number five is to only shop with a list. So never go to the store without a list, no matter what store you're going into. All right. And that will keep you from buying things that you do not need. I really hope this episode has motivated you to at least think about your money and to live in a way that gives you the power over it instead of the other way around. We don't want our money to control our lives, just like we don't want our stuff to control our lives, right? We talk about clutter and all the stuff we have to manage and how that controls our lives all the time, but money does the same thing. So I want you to live in a way that you have the power over your money instead of your money having power over you. Make sure to go back and listen to the previous episodes in this series. And if you'd like to hang out more and stay motivated in between episodes, come and join my free Facebook community. It's full of like-minded people who are working hard to simplify their lives too. And really, this work is so much easier done in community than by yourself. So come over and join us. I will add a link to that group in the show notes. Have a great weekend, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.